right. <clears throat> Here we go, people. So we're back once again for another instalment of Tempo and Flow Music Industry Talks. Um, just want to tell you a little bit about Tempo and Flow. It's a live night that I do with two friends of mine called Selena and Lauren. Shout them out. And we can't bring you live events during lockdown. So we decided to bring you Reason Industry Talks on Tempo and Flow's Instagram. And what we're trying to do is just provide advice um, and tips and tricks and, you know, just drop some gems for the next generation. And we have a wide variety of guests coming on. It's not just a and it's not just managers. It's, it's got to be a wide variety. And trying to do this every week, so bear with us. <laughs> um, hopefully we don't run out of guests. Last week we had to take a hiatus just because... It felt like there was a lot going on last week. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot to deal with. Um, a lot of things were happening last week, which I'm sure everyone is aware of. So we didn't feel like it was right. But we're back, and we've got um, someone, someone who's trailblazing, like someone who's coming through like differently. Do you know what I mean? So I'm waiting for Adex to come through. Mr. Adex, when you're ready, but I'm, I'm looking forward to having him on here. I think a lot of people are going to learn from his journey. Um, they're going to be excited. Yeah, it, it, this guy is really doing some bits, man, bits and bobs. And I'm excited for him to explain his journey and talk to the people. So let's see, where is, where is Mr. Adex? I'm waiting for Adex to join the live but he isn't here yet my phone's on airplane mode so I hope Addis isn't trying to call me or anything like that <laughs> someone said someone said fresh trim yeah I had to get a haircut <clears throat> my hair was moving wild I can't lie I've grown it for as long as I could it was it was too much. I had to get rid of it. I couldn't do it anymore. It was just wild, so I had to get a fresh trim. But I hope everyone's doing well. Francesca said, big up Lloyd for doing this. We got Kamsi Graham said, big up Lloyd. Yeah, big up you guys for tuning in, man. It's not, it's definitely not about, it's definitely not about me. It's about the next generation. And it's inspiring the next generation, do you know what I mean? Um, and we can't go anywhere. We can't do no live nights. We can't do no live talks. Can't do no live panels. Like, everyone's working from home. So it feels good to to do this, basically. Someone tell Addex to join the live. Where is Addex? I'm just waiting for him. I have no idea where Addex is right now. We got 14 people, 15, 13 people in here already. <laughs> so I said Addex has got a ghost. He's got a ghost. 
update the reviews rate. There we go. Addicts, request to join the live. There we go. Sorry, we're five minutes late. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. You should have been 815 sharp. What are you telling me, though? No, I'm good, man. Bless. Bless. Yeah. Mm. You got a fresh trim as well. So you definitely... I had to, you, man. I had to. <laughs> I set that for the first time in a while, so, so I had to quickly do it. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, listen, my hair was white. Sort of. It's kind of all getting back to normal, a bit, isn't it? Yeah, man, like Boris said, you can meet six people and then it does. Yeah, it's all a bit mad after that. <laughs> I can't lie to you. The maddest thing is, yeah, this is this. Is, I think this is actually my first time live ever. Seriously? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I think I've ever done this before. Bro, I feel like I've caught you on the wickedest week. Like I've seen you on Link Up TV. I've seen you Music yeah. Week. I'm like, hmm. I've caught him at the right time. <laughs> Yeah, man. I was getting very impressed with these kind of things. But... No, listen. Big up yeah. for doing it, man. Like, I was saying before you came on, mm. like, it's about inspiring the next generation. Do you know what I mean? It's about them being able to hear from your journey. And, yeah. you, you know, your your journey hasn't even, like... I feel like you haven't even really begun, bro. I feel like I know there's so much more you're going to do. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think it's good to get on the chat and let the people hear what's going on. So we got 33 people in here already, so we might as well just crack on. Crack on, innit? Crack on. So Addis, where did how did how did you start? Like where does the journey begin for you with uh, music? Why? Uh with music. I've always loved music as as a kid growing up. But obviously mm -hmm. my first love was, was football. So I used to football when I was younger. Okay. I, I was born in, in Germany innit so I knew I was in Germany till I was about ten. So I used to play football there, and then um, I was I was really good at football. Man. I played for uh, my local team Aachen, and then I I, I got scouts to play for Dortmund as well. And, Wait, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So was you actually born in Germany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a German passport, everything, bro. I'm, I was yeah, born. Good at talk. I love that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I've had a bit of a different childhood than most. But yeah, so I was born in Germany. It's a different culture. But, yeah, it's the same as everywhere, isn't it? There's music everywhere. So, uh, but before music, I got into music when I was in, in the UK. So, yeah, I, I, I was playing football, Germany, then came to the UK, Manchester specifically, when I was, like, 10, 11. But hold on, just skip it over, Addis. I want to know more about this football career. Because yeah, got... So, uh, when, I was, when I was in Germany, so I played, I played um, with Axe for Aachen, and I played for, um, for Dortmund. And then, but even Dortmund, I only played for, obviously these were like under, I would have been 9, 10, so under 10s. So I don't think it was 11 aside, it was just, uh, I think we were playing 6 aside or 7 aside with the small nets and that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was playing for them and then when I moved to the UK, I played for like loads of teams, played for Blackburn for a bit, played for, um, uh, well, who's played for? Scottport, there's loads of different teams, man. I played till I was about... 18, but during that time, like when I was in England, I always like used to listen to music. So this was like the days during like SoundCloud and SoundCloud was still popping and like the mixed sites. So like, uh, what was it? 
that piss and all yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. piss. I remember that. Yeah. What I used to do, I used to like what if I was even around ten times, like really. But what I used to do, I used to um like go on like that piss and that and like download those big tapes. But what mm -hmm. how I used to pick the ones I downloaded, I used to look at the names. If the yeah. names were you know, I was like, Oh yo, I'm gonna download this one or if the cover art was interesting. And then from there I used to cover like loads of artists and like like early on like PMB Rock and like like just loads of just um obviously I used to love J. Cole's mixtapes, just like bare like artists from like the early start the early career. And yeah. then I used to find like later on they would like blow up and become bigger and um and then the same thing applied for like um UK artists as well. So it wasn't just US artists, it was like any kind of artist. So like, there was a lot of artists that um I discovered quite early, like people like Notes and Code of Phones and T Muller and, and all them kind of people like that. And because obviously they were from the UK mm. and it was a lot easier to like get in contact with them and stay in contact with them whatever. But it was never to do anything like back then I was still on football, innit? Do you know what I mean? But mm. I've been like a very cocky kid. So when I was like young, anyone who knows me, I was just like very good at anything I did. Hence why I don't even have a uh, an accent, like, because I kind of picked up the language like that, innit? Mm. So I used to, like, in school, I was very, like, academically smart. I never used to really, like, pay attention. Like, so I used to just, like, run around the classroom, like, the classroom clown and just chat to everyone. That like, I was very good at just mingling. Yeah. Uh, I was very stubborn and very, like, arrogant with it. So it wasn't like I was applying myself. Mm. So the football thing just never really worked out. Um, so, like, at 18, I kind of stopped playing. But, again, because of, like, so now at that point, 18, you you starting to go to whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I've made loads of like friends now, innit? In like the music. Mm. So like at the time when like notes used to like be big and like um like when he was touring in Manchester and like yeah. things like they used to always come and link me and we used to like hang out and stuff. So that's kinda how I started getting into the music scene. But it was never to really do anything. Like it was always just to, like again, I'm eighteen, I stopped playing football, it's like what else do you do in it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah out here chasing girls, getting drunk. That's that's all I was kind of doing. So I was having fun. And then um, I was chilling with like my, my mate that now, DJ Wynn as well a lot. He used to like be part of this thing called Bigger Things. Stop now. But mm -hmm. he might, like he used to like, I think they've been... The big, of, what, Bigger Fish tour and all of that. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I used to, bro, I used to go there. Like I wasn't even part of Bigger Fish. I used to just go to the tour and like sleep on the floor and like... <laughs> Um, they'd have like a mad lineup though. They'd have all twenty acts. Yeah. Abracadabra, Chipmunk, and everyone really. So I used yeah. to, I was the fun in it. I was just like in that scene, and I was just like, this is sick. Like again, I've got nothing better to do in it. I don't really want to go uni and that. So yeah. it's like skip lectures and just just do my thing. And then um, yeah, so like I got into that, and then I think I kind of realized now looking back at it, yeah, that period from 18 to 20 mm -hmm. I used to do that but it was we me doing all the things I was doing then was like a kind of thing of like it was I kind of look back and look at it as like I was trying to kind of get over the fact that I didn't make it at football and okay. and a lot of times you know when you, hear, when you say to a man they're like oh right you talk, the guy says oh yeah I used to play for this and that blah, blah, blah. and you're like oh, why did you, oh, man got injured didn't it like blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. <laughs> to be very honest like I had certain issues and stuff, but my mentality with how I approach things, again, I was very arrogant. I was, yeah. I, I was usually always the best at everything I did. And I never used to try and apply myself in it. So um, 
it's almost a big yeah, yeah. Rich knows about bigger fish, man. Yeah, bigger yeah. rich is telling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so I, I never really applied myself, feel it. So looking back now, like although certain things could have been better, maybe I could have had like more mentorship because it was just me in it. Obviously, my mum used to always like take me to to um to like football and stuff like that. But like mm. when you're a black kid from a deprived like background, obviously you weren't like broken that. Like, do you know what I mean? But Mm. Like, had to work in it, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't really get the stuff that you, that maybe the like the more affluent like footballer uh, families used to just kind of drive them to, to football. And like, do you yeah. know I, remember, I always remember this. I used to, I was at, I was at my, I was on trial at McAfee. Mm. I went to like where I, so I live in a suburban, like, I live in like, um, I don't live there. I live in like a rough area of Manchester, um, yeah. and obviously Macclesfield is quite far out. It's where like a posh ends and stuff. So it took me like I used to have to go there by myself, innit? So yeah. it took me like every time going there like an hour and a half. And I was like, well, I was like fifteen, bro, fourteen, fifteen, like going there by myself on my ones. And yes. I remember, bro, yeah, I must have finished like uh, practice one day and started to get home, bro. I you didn't, didn't have no way. But I was, bro, I was, like, sort of embarrassed there to even just, like, ask, like, yo, can I get a lift or, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so mad, yeah. Bro, I must have, like, I must have, like, just stayed there. And I think, I don't know how I got home, but I got home somehow. But I must have just stayed there. <laughs> I was seeing everyone else getting in cars and just, like, going home you know, with their families and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was very mad. But that all, all with saying all that, I still didn't apply myself and, and work on my skills that I had as a natural good footballer. Do you mm. know what I'm so, looking back now again, that period of 18 to 20, I was just kind of burning off steam. Do you know what I'm Because mm. of, of my disappointment in football. So, do you like the latter, like, kind of years, so like 2021, mm. when I was like trying to get, I was obviously knew those of people in music and stuff like that. And I was already um, in the Manchester scene as well, so I knew the H's and like Samurai and all the people in the Manchester scene. And they used to all like kind of ask me for like advice and stuff because they knew I knew like the notches and all these people and stuff. So I was like, right, okay, cool. I don't want to go uni football. I'm just, I fell out of love with it at that point now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I'm clearly good at this music thing because I've spotted bad people and like, um, They've all blown up in it, and <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, like let me let me go into this music thing, and I've and I've always been again. I'm I'm a smart person, isn't it? like I've always been smart from young, so yeah. I've always been very good at like looking at something and reverse engineering it and breaking it down and just like being able to apply it. So mm -hmm. when I was like, cool, oh, you know, I'm gonna do this music thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this music thing, and to be honest, a lot of stuff happened in between, but yeah, it's just for time sake and that I'm gonna mm. get past all that. But I, I I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this music thing. And I had, I had a decision to make whether to move to London, which is where obviously everything's happening. Yeah. In Manchester, innit? And it was so weird. At the time, as I said, I was already in the Manchester scene. So I'm looking at H, thinking, man, H is just as good as all these men that I know. Do you know what I'm saying? And all these other people. And I think, no, yeah, that's it. And at the time, Bugsy just came through, Bugsy Malone, I am DVB. Yeah. Gecko was already playing. And then as well, again, at this point, I've been a pretty much every city in the country. I've been to Liverpool, been to Newcastle, been to... Yeah, London, yeah, yeah. All on tour. So I've seen, like, what the UK has to offer. And there's something special about Manchester, innit? Obviously, you've got London. London's London, innit? But 
I know what you're saying though. There's something. It, it was. It's like something different in it in different, the, in the scene. Yeah. And I'm not just saying it because I live here, but I wasn't born here, so I don't have. I don't need to say this in it. But there's mm. something different about Manchester. That I was like, nah. Do you know what? This is this place is sick. And again, the whole thing of like Bugsies and people are coming through, and then the historical um, history about Manchester in terms of music as well, like Factory Records and all that mm. stuff. And then um, you got like. Uh, like two of the biggest football clubs outside of music, you've got United, City, do you know what I mean? Even Liverpool down the road. Then you've got um, like some big corporations that a lot of people don't know about, like Lab Bibles here, um, social. Yeah, Man Manchester's the next place, bro. Like out of London, yeah. Manchester is a city that's popping, like business is running around there. <laughs> and you've got like Boohoo Man, pretty little thing. So I said to myself, nah, I'm staying here because I'm looking like 10 years from now, like. This place, because even at the time, this is so mad. So all these things were telling me stay in Manchester. And then do you know what? What sealed it for me? So again, I I used to live in a rough area like in Manchester, innit? Mm. And then, um, like one day we got like a letter for the post, yeah, from the government. So I open the letter now. I'm reading it, and it's about HS2. Yeah. You know about innit? HS2. Ain't that is that's the train line, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. So, this this is the, at the time the government were talking about uh, the northern powerhouse, which is basically investing up north, isn't it? Yeah, is it going to be train? There's one from Birmingham yeah. coming as well, like one yeah. hour. Or so. so from London to, uh, mm. to Birmingham, all the way to uh, Glasgow. So London, Birmingham, right. Manchester, Glasgow. Obviously, it's going to be like fifteen, twenty years. But um, the whole point was it was they were investing in in, in like the northern the northern powerhouse and, and in Manchester and and the north of England, isn't it? So I yeah. think. When it's done, like you're gonna be able to get from Birmingham, no, from London to Birmingham, forty minutes, and from London to Manchester, like an hour. Yeah, mad. It's like in terms of um, the economy, it's gonna create so much more opportunity, so much more jobs. It means like you don't have to be paying the ridiculous rent you're paying in London, yeah. And you can, <laughs> you know what I'm so I just thought, nah, I'm staying in Manchester. So yeah, that, in Manchester, and then that's kind of how NQ started. And I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and. And create real infrastructure in the city in terms of music and entertainment. And then because, again, I, I was born in a different country and I'm a bit more, um, like, worldly than most people. Like, I understand a bit more about what the world has got to offer. So although we're trying to build, like, very regionally, it was definitely, like, always a plan for me to, like, do things internationally as well. Um, and, yeah, that that is kind of, like, how I started in, in music and... Just to give you like a short story about it, that's kind of how it started in that. Bro, that's like an amazing story because I had heard that you were into football and you could play and stuff. So to know that you could have, you basically could have made it, do you know what I mean? But then you've also acknowledged like, okay, it's not happening. What else do I love? Yeah, man. I'm connected with these people. And even like for young people watching, that's a good like thing to take from it already is that sometimes just connecting and being in places and being around could actually lead to right, big up the job, man. Big up the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could lead to things as well. So Love we got it. everyone on the live. We got forty nine people, fifty one now. So it's because of you, Addict. It's because of you. So you're in this. You're in this. We're breaking records, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're breaking records. Record. Um, no, actually, a hundred. Rich got a hundred. I can't. Oh, I'm rich, man. Rich got a hundred. I can't lie. Those watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in that sense, you're now, you're now like decided to do music. How have you met H? How's that? How's that relationship come about? As I said, like I've known H since we were sixteen, so 
Oh, hold on. Toby said, don't forget YouTuber addicts. Oh. Alright, listen. That's all. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. That... <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's all long, man. But um, yeah, each I've always known. I've known you since you've been seeing that. Um, so as I said, like when I was like eighteen to twenty, I used to just gallivant around the around the whole UK, man. I just do some just everything in it. So I used yeah. to meet loads of people. They used to like obviously this at that time, Brian was still kind of doing his thing in it. So in Manchester, that like, used to always be like sets and things like that. So I used to always turn up and just whatever in it. Um, what did I think of H when I first heard his freestyle? Um, I thought H, yeah, there was, you know, it's the weirdest thing when I so when I first started like the NQ and stuff, I was like, yeah, cool, who to work with? I was like, cool, yeah. We'll see, there was a guy at the time, um, called Samurai, he was like the next biggest thing coming out of the um. Out of Manchester, in it so like he had like opportunities to do songs with SL. SL was gonna be on the remix for Gentleman. Okay. And like yeah, he was just doing really well at that time, so he was like a no-brainer. Mm. And then it was H in it, and they're from the same area as well. And then the weirdest thing I always remember, I was speaking to one of my mates, um, officially Urban Alex from Officially Urban, yeah. And then um, they got Mike check, and they know about the sets, yeah. <laughs> and like. I, I was just chatting to him now. I was like, yeah, man, like H, like, there was something about it. Because again, I'm a very strategic person. So yeah. I always plan ahead, innit? So I'm like, well, where could I see this this person? How could I see, I'm a brand man, innit? So I, I always look at, wow, how can I see this person in, in five years? Like, what would they look like as a successful artist or successful yeah. brand? And with H, it was always, I don't know what it is about him, but he's got something. Mm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you that like, this is what he's gonna do. This is what it's gonna. Do. All I knew was yeah, he had something, and he had the affinity and 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 the personality to draw people in. Mm. And me again at this point, yeah. So at this point, just to um, give you the, the the holistic view of this, yeah. So at this point, I'm going into music now, knowing I feel that football, isn't it? and the reason I feel that football was because I was too. So mm. in music now, I'm just on the work. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm just like proper like. Nah. I need to do this, innit? Mm. And then I'm looking at, so obviously I'm looking at H and I'm thinking, wow, like, yeah, there's something about him. And then I was like, yeah, sweet, let's just work, innit? Let's just work. And I just thought, for me, I always looked at the minimum thing was like, you know what? There's this difference between popularity and success. Do you know what I mean? You can have popularity, it doesn't mean you're successful. There's a lot of people out here that, yeah, they might have loads of followers, but there's no, like, just to equate it to like even Instagram followers. You can have 100,000 followers, but if you get five likes, then well, your yeah. <laughs> I always, I always with H, I always said like, listen, it's not about the popularity thing. Like, we just need to get your fans and grow your fan base, isn't it? If we can, yeah. just, if we can do a consistent top, even just five hundred people across the UK, yeah, every every city, then we're sweet. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was my thing, isn't it? So that's why even if you realize most of his catalog is on his own channel. Yes, yes, I saw it from early. Yeah, like <laughs> that is, isn't it? Because we always, I never ever planned for H to be this popular. To you understand, yeah. there's a difference. But he's successful as well. So there is a big difference, like, because you can be popular, but be, open up the bonnet, there's nothing there. So yeah. for me, always about that, that real stuff. Because again, prior to that in my football, I was always just like, yeah, man, man could do the flicks and that, but there's no end product. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's that sort so, when I first met H, I was I was like there wasn't really an understanding of where it's gonna go, but mm. there was always that understanding and, and 
I was like, yeah, this guy's got something. He's got, he's a star. He's got something. He's got that appeal, and he's undeniable, man. Like, there isn't many people that can spit like it. It's facts. Like, there isn't. And he's always been that that talented from young. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how the whole H kind of story started. Yeah. So that leads me to the next thing. So, like, you've you've seen him. You know something's about like happening, and then straight oh, crimes. Let me just pick, sorry, I need to pick up SK, yeah? Finesse Forever, so they were also part of the journey. Cause, so when I was saying to you, like, a lot of artists that I was meeting when they was coming to Manchester, they, yeah. was, they used to look after IQ, Skengdon AM, and stuff like that. So that's how we kind of got involved in the scene. So just got to big up them as well. Oh, no, always got to big up SK. That's SK's yeah. for credit. That's the ends. <laughs> like, if Finesse Forever did their thing, big them up always. And, um, yeah, so straight rhymes. Like, because for me... I'm I'm an A&R Relentless Records. I've seen this video and I'm like, but this kid is cold. Like, he's cold. But at the time... Where was the offer? No, listen, listen. Don't do that. At the time, <laughs> at the time, we was, as a label, yeah. there was Heady One, there was, other, there was other things going on. So, it was just at the time, it made me want that. But I saw you in Sony. Like, big up Jay. I know he's watching in. Do you know what I mean? I saw you guys in... Just, I, okay, you know what? I need to say this, yeah. Just that mm. like, more context as well, because it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, start MQ, pick up H and then boom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so again, there was another artist, as I mentioned, so H and, and, and Samurai were the first people who signed, didn't it? And I said mm. Samurai was, was um, kind of doing it uh, at a higher level at the time. And um, now we're going into music and, and not being the person, like, kind of on the on the forefront, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not on the yeah. like, on the pitch, you like to say. I'm the one advising someone. So basically I'm the coach, innit? So it's a very different thing now. Like, for, yeah. telling yourself to do it is one thing, but telling someone else and advising them to do it is a totally different thing. And although, like, Manchester is a, is a, is a great city and stuff like that, a lot of people aren't used to success. They're not mm -hmm. used to, like, they don't have a cousin that knows, that knows Fredo. Do you know what I'm saying? There isn't none of that. Whereas mm -hmm. you know someone that knows someone that knows the person who's big, in it? Yeah. Whatever field there is. So it was a lot more difficult to convince people in Manchester that it was possible. Do you know what I'm saying? So with eight, so with the other artists, like, there came a point where um, I came to Revelation. I was like, you know what? This is very. This is going to be very different from like how I used to. Obviously, I'm not talent anymore. And you know what? If the talent's not going to listen, then there's no point. So mm. it's not working with the other artists, but like H was like still willing to work, but it was still a thing of like we had to encourage him and, and open up his eyes to the possibilities. Do you get what I'm saying? Because again, a mm. kid trying to start at that time is not thinking he could be doing what he's doing now. It's not that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I actually did is that we, we we were taking a lot of trips to London at, beforehand. So um. We had uh, we did like the under the, the nineteen set at Radar Radio when it was still open. DJ Argue, we yeah. did like a lot of like, there's loads of like um, things in London and stuff like just to get his name bubbling. And then we went to we went to Sony and we went to to um, Warner as well. So they, they were first. Okay. This is before Straight Right. This is way before Straight Right. Just to paint the picture. And I think nice. I actually think yeah that. Yeah, what Jay, Jay was the one that scouted before straight line to go to Sony, and then Maxim. I don't know if he's in there. 
Maxim uh, was a scout at East West Records at the time. And he scouted. Yeah. Again, I'm not going there for a deal, isn't it? I'm just going there because I'm trying to open up his horizon. Yeah. Like what he could do. So you got obviously if you've been to Sony before, isn't it? You know, yeah. Go in there, you see the plaques, you see Adele, yeah. whatever, in it. So as a kid, you're thinking, boy, like yo. But I'm just trying to make him like believe that do you know what this is possible. So look, we're in the meeting, boom, boom, boom. We drove all the way to London, and at the time, I had, I will never forget this. He will never forget this as well. <laughs> I had, um, I had a, all four, all five polo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my first car, yeah. Think, bro, thinking back now to what I used to do back then, yeah, from 18 to 22, bro, I was a madman. I used to just do just mad stuff. Yeah. We drove all the way down to London, yeah, in, in that car, bro. Bro, London is 250 odd miles away on the motorway, yeah, all four polo in yeah. summer, it was hot, yeah. And you know Kensington High Street, there's nowhere to park. Nowhere yeah. to park. <laughs> so I must have like I must have like um we've parked somewhere now. We parked far far down the road, didn't it? I don't know if I, I think I got a ticket, but I don't I don't and your tickets are mad as well, it's more expensive than money. But I must have got a ticket. But we did all our meetings now, yeah. We've gone back to the whip. Again, this is this is the middle of summer, bro. Yeah. You're all four raggedy polo. Yeah. We've gone back to the polo now, yeah. Bro, we've gone in the car. I put my key in. The car won't start. <laughs> car won't start. Boy. And, bro. With a ticket. So now you've got a bro, ticket and the car won't start. And in my head, I'm thinking, obviously, me and H, we both believe in God, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, before I spun that key second time, innit? I was like, I had, we have to do a little prayer. I said, God, please. Just turn, turn this car on. Like, Please. Amen. <laughs> bro, I turned it on and it, it turned on in it and we drove home. But I'll never forget that thing. <laughs> Tell me you was not stopping. And then you drove straight to Manny. <laughs> I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I didn't stop. But yeah, that, that just shows like the kind of like determination and drive we had. But yeah, the um the meetings we had kind of gave him that oomph to like believe that he could do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jay, Jay and Big Up Maxim, they were the first Listen, got a big up Jay because I remember Jay was an intern at Columbia Records yeah. at the time, and he was like, "This kid is gonna go," and I'm just like, "Jay, go for it, go for it with all your heart." And probably if little things happen, but you know, it is what it is. Big up Jay. So let's talk. So straight rhymes, like, bro, this thing's moving, right? It's moving, it's moving. A and R's people belling down your phone. Then you do a record deal. So do you wanna know before you get to that, do you wanna mm -hmm. like how straight rhymes like blue? Yeah, tell us, tell us, tell yeah. me. So you know like how I was saying we were doing like so the strategy was, yeah, you know how I was doing like stuff in London and coming down. Mm. Um another thing is uh, Jaron played a big part in, in, in straight rhymes doing doing what he did. To London and met Jai. Someone tried to call me. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> uh, I went to London before that, um, and I met Jai because he's been in it, um, and Alex as well at GRM. And um, I, I played him some music and stuff like that in it. And uh, what do you do? 
Oh, right, thanks. Sorry, it's just been relaxed. Um, no, nah, this said it happened. Um, Someone just tried to call me. <laughs> I was so confused. I, I, so I played it. I played him some music and that. And um, obviously the the lights. So the song that we dropped before Straight Grabs is Vibes It. Yeah. So they liked that song and then we put it on the channel. They, put, they didn't charge us. It was for free. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then the, the plan was to kind of utilize again just the um, the the key tastemakers in London. So from DJ Argy, Serena Radio to all those kind of things. Um, represent, went to loads of different places just to get his name bubbling. And for me, because I've seen how Bugsy blew and I knew that the Manchester angle and, and just being outside of London gives you, when you blow, you really blow big and it gives you that just um, difference. You know what I mean? It's about being different. Yeah. Isn't it? So um, we did all that and I was Jerem, they, they, they again played a big part in dropping it. And then the plan was to always start the channel with a freestyle. So mm. he, he had the freestyle written before Vibes was even on. on Vibes dropped like a month before Straight Rhymes. So he had the freestyle because mm. the plan was like, yo, write freestyle, we're going to drop that in it um, for the channel, but we're going to put this one on, on, on GRM. Vibes must have done like 30,000 in the first one, which is sick. Like, it was good. Mm. Um, and then um, we, we put. So, so then when we came home, so we must have come home from uh, one of the shows or something like that from mm. London. When we came home, it was literally, I said to him, right, go record the, the, the track with YJ to, um, tomorrow. So we recorded it, the track the next day, and we shot it the day after that. So Sick. it was only like three days, yeah. And then we put the preview out. Um, Sammy shot the video as well. He, he was quick back then. Now he's not so quick, but um, we shot the video. <laughs> um, and then we had the preview the next day. We put the preview on, on his... Um, on his Instagram, he had like four thousand, five thousand followers then. Yeah, mm. and now we've got the relationship with Jack and GRM and stuff like that. So they seen the video and was like, "Yo, this is cold. We want the we want it on our channel." Mm. And we was like, nah, it's gonna be on our channel. Mm. Our channel. And we was like, "Nah, we've got, it's gonna go on our channel." We put the song out on our channel. Yeah, it must have got it was D World whatever, but it must have got like I can't remember fully. But like, say like, say like it got like 20,000 in the first week. Yeah, it was 20,000 the first week. Mm. And then, GRM, being GRM and just the nice people they are, but just shared it, bro. They put up big up GRM. Instagram, yeah, big up Jack, man. Shared it, and then from there, it was just a snowball effect. Abdi shouted me, Abdi TV, Andrew Spay, Ants, shared it. Everyone shared it off just the love of the music, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've always, I always believe like music and, and, it's a lot more difficult in the world of TikTok and whatever, blah, blah. But if it's good, it will cut through. And that's why I never really too, too tough believe in, like, oh, like, paying a man to do this, paying a man to do that. Obviously, you got to, you know the business, and you got yeah, 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 yeah. to do it. But, like, at the end of the day, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for music. So if no one made music and no one previews to promote stuff, then, well, you wouldn't be here. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, if you like something, you're always going to promote it. If, Irrespective of whether someone's paid you, paid you or not, in it. So mm. that was my actual part. Again, that's how kind of the story of Straight Rams happened. And, and I big up Jack, I big up um, Alex, Sakib, Abby TV, uh, Ants, and everyone who shared it, man. Because it was just literally of the love of the of just the the, the talent H is, man. Bro, it went viral on the mat. Yeah. It was actually bad. I, I remember when it started going viral. I was in. Um, I was in a place called Stockport at a radio station, a radio in Manchester. And I must have been, I don't know who I was with, but bro, I was just, as soon as I, do you know what? No, it was going viral, but 
As soon as I start seeing bear of you, Ana's emails. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. that, like, ended up going into the conversations about the the deal. Yeah. And then so yeah, tell us about the deal. You kind of naturally rolled into it, or not? Tell us about the deal. But what was that like? You you decided to. You know, I guess you both had a conversation. You decided to do a, like we're gonna do this record deal, yeah. and how did that? How did that go? How was that? Do you know what I mean? So, like again, this is like this is you have to understand. This is mine and H's first rodeo, isn't it? Mm. I've, I've never worked with a label. I've never managed that artist. I've signed to label before. Whatever. I'm good at like when I want to get into something. As I said I can reverse engineer it and look at it and break it down. Study the thing so I, I I know everything's literally possible, mm. and that's through different materials as well. So like, what I'm very good at doing is learning from people's mistakes before I make that mistake. So I'm mm. very vicariously through other people. So because I knew just like the the you know just the, the stereotypes of the industry and stuff like that, I was very I didn't want him to sign to be quite honest with you. I didn't want. Are we back? Have I... Yeah. Have I been your internet for a sec? <laughs> yeah. back. Um, I, I was in uni. He was, he was working on the building site, so he just left college because he couldn't be asked with it. Yeah. So I he's age now at that point. Everyone sees him on road. He's got his helmet on and his high vis jacket on. Like He's not trying to, do you know what I'm saying? He needs some money yeah. to kind yeah. of like, do music full time, innit? So I said to him, like, oh, do you know what? It's your decision. I am me the way I manage artists here, yeah, but I would never force artists to do something that I that I want to do. It's not it's not my career. I can have as many artists as I want. It's about mm -hmm. the artists, isn't it? Whatever they want to do, I'm only gonna go as 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 quick or as far as you want to go. You know what I mean? Mm. So for me, it was a, it was a case like what well, I'll explain. It's all about you making informed decisions, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? I will explain what th this means, and then we'll do it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think. He was necessarily making the, the right decision, yeah, because it was just about the money. And I never ever make decisions just for money. It's not mm. about um obviously money comes with it, but when you do good stuff, bro, money will come. Like Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I never like the way he was approaching it, I thought he was making a mistake. So that's why, do you know what? Instead of like letting it kind of like I actually I will even tell you a story. So when we're doing all these meetings, yeah. So just to give you a picture for you, who do the meetings? Because GRM at the time, they just had their label deal now. Powerful. So it was the first people, actually the first person to have a crack at the whip was Benny Scars. But that, yeah, he was big up Benny, man. Big up Benny always. But then obviously we had all the meetings after that and then GRM was one of them. So we went to go meet them out of cursory as well because, you know what I'm saying? And then I remember this year, so... It was me, Jack, and Alex, and H. And then they was chatting, blah, 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 this and that. And then they was asking, oh, like, how much do you want? I think it was for a project, yeah? Mm. And then um, they, they must have said, I asked them, oh, like, what, what's the offer, innit? You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> and then they must have said, they must have said five grand. Ah! Uh... Um, bro, bro. <laughs> bro. Wait, let me say my water. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't remember if I was laughing 
I just like kept my cool face, but I was like, yeah, sweet. You was like safe. I'll call it you, man, in a bit. (laughs) Posty walks in, yeah. Posty walks in now, and you know Posty, larger than life. Yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 and he's like, I want to work with you. I want to create something great. Boom, boom, bam. And again, obviously, like how I see eights again. And this is honest, like, I didn't, eight specifically, yeah, I did not see as a GRM artist in the sense of, like, I didn't think it fitted um, that. You know, it was, any, it was yeah. an artist that made that kind of sense for that mold, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we would have probably done something or whatever, do you know what I'm saying? But mm. it, I just didn't, I didn't think he was that. But then even in terms of the deal, we're not taking five grand. But post boxing, chatting, whatever, this and that. And then um, he was like, like, yeah, I want to I wanna make something great, boom, boom, boom. And then he was like, how much do you want? Do you know what I'm saying? And then he's, he's this guy's smart. You know what he did? He got two post-it notes, yeah? And he, goes, yeah. he gave one to me, eight. He's like, yo, write, write how much you want down. And I was like, I, I looked at him and said, yo, don't, don't, don't write nothing down. But then I looked at the post-it and I was like, ooh, like, I don't write it down right now. So I thought, we both wrote something down now. We both were sitting down, and then um, I remember hey, this is how funny it was. Yeah. We've he's he took our post it notes now and put it on the wall, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And then he goes, Then obviously, I've seen what H wrote, yeah, yeah, H wrote, yeah. For this is for an EP, yeah, this is for a project, yeah, this is for yeah. Project. 45 grand to 50 grand, yeah, bro. <laughs> Is it 45 grand to 50? So, if I know you're going to take 45, well, why would I give you 50? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to give you 100. And then this is blah, blah, blah. And then we've always like, just been like, yeah, yeah, um, whatever. But we just took all the, we took all the meetings and stuff. Yeah. And um, we, there was like, everyone, we, there's no one we didn't really meet in it, apart from you. Yeah. You got shouted, but. Listen, listen, I knew you was on the rate, you was on the path to greatness without me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we talk, we just took every meeting, man, and and um, we still got obviously great relationship with with GRM. We're on their next project as well, which is going to be sick. The song sick would be on. Uh, and big up again. I can't big them up enough, man, because they're they're a staple in the, in the in the scene and and what they've achieved over the time they've been doing it. Like, is amazing, man. So I can never discredit them or whatever. Like, they literally. Without them, a lot of people won't be where they are, innit? and that includes yeah, them. Of course. Um, so yeah, we had those loads of meetings, and obviously, yeah, we we, we kind of narrowed it down, and then um, we we ended up going with since since like three for one project, yeah. And that and that that was kind of the the long story short. So, I guess one thing I want to say is like. Yeah. Well, at what point we? I know there's some questions and time's running, but at what point did you feel like the screw was turning? Because for me, yeah. I knew he was cold, like I knew he was sick, and then I heard his verse on Keisha and Becky, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is something." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is something that I didn't like expect, and then I feel like Striker Pose came, and I just feel like. He's bodying these features, and I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, this guy is actually, 
he's 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 the real deal. Do you know what I mean? But it feels like there's a there's a turning point happening with people realizing this as well. Was you feeling that as his manager? Was you thinking like what was I thinking? Like obviously the Keisha Becky thing was, was the was the first like hit he had. Uh, mm. But like yeah that I, w- I would concur with your point. Like I think that was the first kind of thing where I was like, yo, this is going off man. Do you know what I mean? We're mm. going off because off the back of that, what did we put out? What did we do now? Off the back of that. I feel like striker strike me a post he did um the market that he did, um, what's it called? He did a song with JK, then strike a pose, and then taste, and then I was like, boom. But yeah, Keith okay. Becky was the first, the first thing that was like, boy, it is cold, do you know what I mean? To everyone, innit? Do you know what I mean? And, and it kind of put him on the map in terms of that. Like, he was already on the map, but this, like, kind of, like, solidified him. Like, was like mm. you could do a freestyle, boys. Anyone could do a freestyle, and we've seen it over the years on, like, the JDZ medias and whatever, like, man, have got views on freestyles, isn't it? But can you do it on a song? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The first song we put out, hindsight now, obviously, well, it is what it is, isn't it? But it was a good song, Trust Me. This is this is a fact as well. This is Ed Sheeran's favourite song of it. Trust Me. So if you've not heard it, go listen to it. That's his favourite song. Yeah. You're wrong. So, um, so we put that out, but that that was what we, we signed with that song. So that was kind of what we had to put out. But to be honest, yeah probably the best song we could have put out at the time, but it was what it was. Because it, 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 that one was on Jerem as well. All we cared about was just getting a million views at that time. Yeah. It was like, the next song we put out was to get a million views, and it, and it got a million views, so we did what mm. we were doing it. Um, but Keisha Becky was the first thing that, like, really took him to that next level, and, like, everyone was just like, oh, H, H, H kind of thing. Mm. Like, then, like, someone's saying, yeah. Loads of people tattooing the um, the lyrics and that was mad. Like I can't. Bro, lie. it just felt like he just went on a run, and then the momentum was with him into taste, into the EP. And I looking on Spotify now, his numbers are just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> absolutely incredible. So we gotta keep it moving. I guess like H is out, the EP's out. So to be more about NQ because at this moment in time. You're now manager of a successful act and you're you're building things and I've seen how you've moved with NQ and setting up a label, setting up a publishing company and just even being around you a couple of times, like I feel like, yeah, your your brain is sharp for twenty three years old. Like you know what you're doing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So what's the thinking behind that? Like what's your so yeah, so so just to like add some context, there's obviously there's 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 pros and cons like working and being from Manchester. Uh, the long-term pros are just like, outweigh the short-term cons. Now, the short-term cons are the fact that like people aren't used to working at the level of what we work at. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm. it's obviously, that many people um, that I can necessarily... Like, I've got a great team, man, and, and a lot of them have been from the beginning. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's it's about... Like, I've learned a lot over the last few years. I've, I've sharpened my, my, um, my knowledge and and my skill in what I do. Um, but now understanding that... So the time when we were doing all this like, with H, yeah, and he was blown, he was moving so quick. Like, even thinking, mm-hmm. I don't know how I did it. As, as a, as a, I, I do know how I did it because I was prepared, but it was still very, like, unheard of, like, to come in the game and do what I did, what we did together. But mm-hmm. um, we just kind of, like, 
like for us, it was very difficult to work with an artist like H and build what we're trying to build in terms of infrastructure at the same time. Because again, we've got this kind of deal we signed and with the deals we've not done as well, like publishing and stuff like that, there was so many conversations going on. Do you know what I'm saying? And for me, I never want to, um, again, I can never, I take this very seriously, I can never ever look at my own, um, what do you call it, What my own ambitions and my own things um, over the artist's needs, do you get what I'm saying? So I was, I was never going to just like, cool, like keep one eye on that and then do what I'm doing here, do you get what I'm saying? Because it's not about like, NQ, yeah, can only work if we get the people we work with to as big as possible, do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. with eight, because again, he was traveling at like, lightning speed, it was like, I couldn't focus on both, do you know what I'm saying? But now that we're at a point where um, we we've kind of like um, plateaued a bit in the sense where there, there is there is there is structure. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a long term so where we know we're stable. Do you know what I'm saying? Where we're not he's not going anywhere. He's not like uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking musically. I'm talking about his business situation. Like it's not going yeah, yeah, yeah. our team. Do you know what I'm saying? The team's a team in it. Do you know what I'm saying? We just brought on Bianca as well. Bianca's in the chat. I think. Shout out Bianca. Like, so she she um works on it. Well, um, with me on a lot of the stuff that we do on him, just again because I my main thing is just to add value to, to the talent we work with. Um, mm. Again, now this year we've got more resources as well, um, and are able to do a lot more things. So now we can focus on what we do with NQ more as well. So mm. um, we've got, as you said, we've got a, a management company, obviously Age, um, and a lot of um, of artists as well. We've got a record side as well. We've got a publishing side. And the reason we, we've even got it like that is because me, I just want to work with talented people and people that I think are sick. And it's not about what I can get from them, it's about what they want from me. So if I'm able to offer them everything feasible in terms of like what you can actually do in music, then cool. Come to me, you're an artist, you don't want a record deal, you just want to be managed. Cool, we can manage you if we believe in you, do you know what I'm saying? Or what you want a record deal, we'll give you a record deal. If you're a producer, you're publishing them. Right, we'll give you a publishing deal. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not really yeah. about, oh, I want to have the best label. I don't see NQ as a label. It's not a label, man. It's like our main mission statement is just to add value. Do you know what I'm saying? In whatever way we can possibly add value. I never want anyone to come into um, to NQ or assign to us um, any capacity and leave worse. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on building that. So we're um, currently um, buying the studio complex in Manchester. Um, we're also Please. working in London as well, um, so we're going to be, like, we've got people in London as well at the moment, I'm going to expand into there, um, and yeah, we, we're just we're just working, that's, the, the plan again is just to kind of, it's a bit of a juxtaposition, it's, we're trying to build regionally in terms of, like, the infrastructure, but mm. we're trying to compete on a, on a, on an international level, not just national, international, and, um, the way we're going to really do, the whole Manchester thing, as I said, there is cons to it where when I really like, again, at the start of this year or like just halfway through last year, when I was like, okay, we're in a more comfortable position now. Like, we know where we're doing, we know where we are, boom, 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 with H in it. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, so cool, I can start looking at this mind, this, this MQ thing more, just like, cool, how are we going to expand this and grow this? And yeah. One of the biggest elements in it is, is Manchester. And we were looking at, obviously, now that like, we start hiring people, whatever, more people. But 
again, there's not many people that understand what I understand, and there's not many people that understand anything about the music industry. Do you know what I'm saying? So I realised then, it's like, wow, this is a bigger task than I thought. This isn't just about, it's not about plunking a label into a city and a step home. It's really our task with changing the culture in the city, which is very difficult. Now, Manchester's obviously, again, historically been a very big music city. Hacienda yeah. uh, and Fatchy Records and Oasis, blah, blah, blah. But that's that's not like been there for a good 11 years. Like, they used to, I don't know if you ever went, but again, I wasn't from this country, but I know they used to do, um, what's it called here? Uh, In the City, which is like a, a music conference. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, similar to like how they've got Great Escape now. Like, yeah. Like, they, they copied In the City, which started in Manchester. Yeah. When like Tony Wilson died, it kind of kind of fizzled out. So for me now, it's like I'm tasked with like kind of being helping the talented people, not just on the music. It's not just about the artists because like there's an ecosystem to this, bro. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for me and you, the, like the artists wouldn't be as big as they are. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't for the producers, yeah. the artists wouldn't have any beats or, or, or instrumental to, to 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 make music to. So there's a whole ecosystem, and and that goes for A and R's managers. Do you know what I mean? Down to videographers. So mm. it's about, for me now, it's about really being able to um, help those creatives and those kind of people in my city and give them the, the opportunity to, to learn about what we do and give them the opportunity to progress in what we do. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing now. So again, we're, we get, that's why we're getting the, the building and the complex in Manchester. Um, and we have just hired someone else now to look after like the more business side and stuff like that and to give me just a bit more opportunity to just again focus on the value side of things and what I want to add to my roster um, and yeah one thing I want to do and one thing I noticed in the music industry is it's very different from other like corporate industries it makes a lot of money but like, it's probably the only industry you can come into and then not get training and it's like boom go start doing some stuff yeah like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not it's not how I want to run my company I want my company to be run in a way where everyone understands what it is they're doing everyone understands what we're about and everyone understands um, even just the basic stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, and from there, then you can get your... What you do from there is, is up to you. Do you know what I'm saying? How far you get from there is up to you. Because even you, like, you, you, you started that, I don't know where, maybe as an intern. Now you are... Yeah. But if you was given the opportunity as an intern, you didn't do your job as an intern, then, well, you're not going to do So it's like, I wanted to be able to give... Because I know for a fact, there's, I mean, Manchester's a big city. There's t if I can come from here, then... Do you know what I'm saying? There's going to be loads of people about everywhere. So um, I, I, I'm working on, like, kind of creating, like, a real induction system as well where I can bring people on board and, like, really just teach them the basics. Not me personally, but, like, I will be around as well. But, yeah, like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So give them, like, just... And then, again, that in turn um, helps us uh, provide what we said we want to provide for, for the people we work with, which is value. Do you know what I mean? Like, even just the basic stuff for, like, collecting your volumes. Property, do you know what I mean? Like, it's registering your songs, man. Because those yeah. may be minute, but bro, like, it's a big difference, isn't it? And it's value. It's added yeah. value. And, and that is the basics of, of what we're trying to do. And again, in, in the future, we want to grow, obviously, we're grow, growing into London rapidly anyway, but we want to grow into international markets as well. We want to have a, in the next five years, I want to have a, um, an office in LA as well, um, in, in the Palm Trees, Sunshine. I'm saying, um, and yeah, that 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 is the aim. So we've got a lot of ambitions, but we're working for it, man. We're working for it. Listen, that's amazing to hear, bro. And this has been a wicked chat, and time is actually flying by because I'm aware we've got seven minutes left, and there's like nine questions in here. So 
I think let's try to take a couple, and if you're cool to come back on, we might have to yeah. do a couple more questions. But let's get into some quickly because some people have been waiting a minute. Right, we got Big Chi One. I think that's Big Chi One, Big Chai One. What kind of plans do you implement in running your management company? Uh, I'm a very like uh, logical thinker, so I just think with like with music and with anything really. You need luck. You do need luck, but um, best way to kind of help the, the the luck push along is having a plan. So I would say strategize, have a plan, and um, look at the different opportunities there are. That for this day and age, there's so much new stuff coming up left, right, and centre. There is no one way of, of like blowing like mm. that. So um, with the way I kind of set up my like companies just to have like a, a, a basic understanding of how we do things um and it's still not as i said it's still not, i'm i know my strengths and weaknesses I, I know i'm not really necessarily good at like maybe say teaching people but i don't really have to be patience but like asking a question on answering um but like to really like run a company is, is two different things um but it's just about having an, an, a plan and identity of what how you want to approach me Answer that one. Let's go again. Oh, Big Chai One or Big Chi One says again, what made you get into management? Um, um, um I feel like you kinda of covered that earlier a little bit. But right, you kinda of, yeah, yeah. You kinda of went in that football injury team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it was recent. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go. Hannah Glynn says, How do you think record labels can best use their platform? Like access to funds to help fight racial inequality. Wow, that's a serious question. Boy, that's the question of the hour, isn't it? At the moment, um, how do I think record labels can best use their platform access to funds to help fight racial inequality? Um, I would say by helping change the narrative and the and, and change the stereotypes, isn't it? Um, empower more black people, isn't it? Simple as that. Put some more funding into training and. And and um and and honing the skills of of your black employees and even in the black community, man, have more outreach programs, have more opportunities for black people to get into music, um and train them. And while we're on that, let's shout let's shout out the show must be paused UK, you know, and there's, yeah. there's yeah 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 we got we got to big up them and big up some of the people behind it and just so anyone watching this knows, like you said, this is the conversation of the hour and. Things are happening. It feels like there will be positive changes and plans and people are talking. I know sometimes people on the outside, they don't work in the industry. They think, look at them. What are they doing? Yeah. They do nothing. And, and, you, know? and <laughs> you know what the maddest thing is? You know how I said this is my first time in life? Yeah. Mm. I swear to God, people like, no, nah, I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> I, I, like... Wait, hold I, that thought. Hold that thought because we've got 55 seconds left. Right. I'm going to look off. And I will start again. Hold that for anyone that sent a question, please send them in again. I apologize, but we're going to keep going. Please send them in again. All right, one second. All right.